The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. What they know about them Texas boys. You're listening to the most dangerous show in Texas. Fight Night on 104.9 The Horn. Wherever you are, however you may be listening, it is now Fight Night. Welcome to Fight Night on 104.9 The Horn and hornfm.com. I'm your host, Eddie Cross. You can find me on Twitter at Eddie Experience, one E in the middle. Joining me as always, he's almost gotten rich from, his all, from all his uh, eggs, Mr. Jordan Wahlberger. Jordan, tell me you've got eggs. Eddie. Tell me you've got eggs. When I eat my first meal of eggs, when the eggs come, it will be the most expensive meal I have ever eaten. (laughs) And then the average goes down after you eat the other ones. But the first meal, the first omelet is going to be very expensive. No eggs yet. I don't know what's going on. You know, chickens take like six or seven months to get eggs. And we, we, yeah, they do. So you have to like, you buy chicks and then it takes like six or seven months. And so we were at the point, we got them at four months and we told that these ones were coming at five and it's been five months, you know, since they've been born. So we should be having eggs any, uh, any day, you know, any, any, in the next couple of weeks or month. We'll see. Yeah. Stay tuned to our socials at fight night ATX because we will be tweeting and IGing pictures of Jordan and his famous eggs. Yes, when I eat those eggs. Uh, that's right, Eddie. You mentioned that you can follow us at Fight Night ATX on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. Uh, you can follow me at Nonstop MMA. Eddie, I missed you. I missed you this weekend. We didn't get a chance. Did I, I warned you. I warned you that I might not be able to go. And, and let me tell you, I thought there was a moment that I was going to be able to go. And, uh, and then I ate, I'm going to just say it, I ate Burger King. Eddie, um, oh, wow. I haven't had Burger King for years, and I probably will never have Burger King again. <laughs> uh, and no, Burger King is not a sponsor of the show, nor will they ever be because of this. Uh, but it was rough. I, I, I ate a double bacon king and fries, and, I, and I, it sounded good, and, and you know, it tasted pretty good. And then the night happened, and that was rough. And I thought I was going to make it all the way through, and I didn't. And I was sweating, and eventually... Uh, it was a, uh, it was a rough overall weekend and still, I'm still like queasy now. And so I, I was just that with like my sickness from last week. And I, I just told the UFC, I said, look, I, I don't, A, I don't want to get people sick. And I just don't think I'm up to making the trip down there. I, I'm so sorry. Uh, but I know you were there, but that's not the only thing that happened to you this weekend. We will talk UFC San Antonio, but tell me you, what else happened well, see, to you Jordan, this weekend? I know the real reason you weren't there is because they denied you front row access on cage, at cage side. Oh, I think that was a placeholder. They had you slumming it on the third row with me and the other radio people. So you're like, Jordan's like, I'm not going. Well, I mean, there's not a chance. The third row was for the birds. I walk in there. I'm on the third row. I I just drive home. You know, that doesn't even happen. Let me tell you, in this case, you might not be wrong because there was some lady from the commission behind me who would not shut up. Okay. It's like, oh, my God. But before that, I went out Friday night and saw John Wick 4. I was all excited for it, Jordan. And let me tell you, it did disappoint. I'm sorry. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't skip a word there. It was just too much. 
How many dogs does this guy have? Uh, This is the fourth one. Fourth dog? Oh, no, no. How many dogs? No. Just one. Okay. Just the one. Okay. Yeah. Um, Now, how many kills does he have? Lots. That number is off the charts. And I got to tell you, it was like watching AEW wrestling. I'm like, look, not everything needs to be 20 minutes. Every fight scene doesn't need to be 20 minutes. Can we just skip to the end? I know he's not going to die yet. We're like half an hour into the movie. Let's move this one along a little bit. I, I, I might have fallen asleep a little bit. I am sorry that happened. I'm sorry you had to waste your time there. It's an almost three-hour movie. And when you factor in the previews, you're over three hours. Well, I'm like, come on, man. That seems let's, like you could have used go. your time more wiser. I could have gone home and taken a nap. Anything. Or could have gone to see Scream. You could have watched some basketball, Eddie. March Madness was going on during that time. Look, I don't want to sound upset. I didn't watch anything Friday. But come Sunday, when Texas is playing for a spot in the Final Four, and those referees start to decide that they don't want Texas in the Final Four, it gets a little upsetting. But aside from all that, congrats to the men's basketball team and new head coach Rodney Terry. It was a great season. Uh, we're all proud. There's nothing to be ashamed of. And I will be getting my Elite Eight shirt at some point soon. I love how, Eddie, this is the beginning of Eddie talking about uh, refs and for Texas, right? We're going to talk about the fight. Uh, but, Eddie, Texas choked. Texas choked. They were up by, what, 11, 9, 10? They choked. That was, that was crazy. Look, those referees were calling fouls on every possession. Miami was pushing off with their elbows like they were Michael Irving in the 90s. They said nothing about it the whole time. Until one time at the very end of the game when they did call that foul. So I'm like, oh, so that is still against the rules. They've just been you know, letting go the whole game. But alas, if you're Miami, apparently you're allowed to do that. But hey, congrats to them. Yeah. Florida, it's a, it's a March Madness town. Or March Madness state, excuse me. Uh, UConn and San Diego State are going to meet in the championship. Yeah, well, we'll we will see. I, think, uh, I definitely think UConn. So. Yeah. There's no way Miami can shoot like that two games in a row. We will see. Eddie, yeah. I think we got to talk about it. The UFC does not come to Texas very often. They come about once. Well, not, I mean, Texas, they come uh, well, usually twice a year. But uh, they don't come to San Antonio pandemic, yeah. or Austin very often. And they made the trip down to San Antonio. You made it down as well. I, I will be the first person to say I was wrong. I was wrong. I thought that Marlon Vera would not only make win. I, I said he'd make quick work of Corey Sanhagen. And, and he should have lost all five rounds on the scorecards, and only one judge saw that right. Yeah, I didn't think he'd make short work, but I definitely thought he would win. Because let's face it, Corey Sandhagen up until Saturday night had been kind of a gatekeeper. But, man, Cheeto just came out slow. But he does and that. Although like, he does that. He, he does come off slow, but he just, he he does, just started too late. Always, you can't always rely on the big comeback and the big punch to, to end things. And Sanhagen, I don't want to say outclassed him, but he made it look not that difficult. Now, I did tell the guy next to me that after the fourth round, I wouldn't be surprised if it was 2-2. I heard you. Just because, you also tweeted that. Yeah, just because Sanhagen had slowed down and Cheeto had made it closer. So I said, I, I wouldn't be surprised. He's like, are you kidding me? I got a 4-0. I'm like, have you been here tonight? Have you, have you seen this place? Yeah, it could literally be 2-2. And come to find out, one judge had Cheeto actually winning the fight. 
Well, I mean, that one judge also judged his first uh, UFC fight that night. Yeah, well. So, I mean, that guy does not know what he's doing. And, uh, and an, so that's kind of crazy. Texas is getting a bad reputation, and we're earning it. Yeah, we, we will talk. We'll, we will get to that point of the Texas Commission a little bit later. Uh, but, Eddie, so let's talk. So, Corey Sandhagen, great performance. I mean, it was a great performance. It was, it was the right game plan against Cheeto Vera. And, and Corey Sandhagen comes out and says, look, you know, we're going to talk about Roy Jones Jr. later, but y'all must have forgot. Well, maybe maybe not because he was the favorite going into the fight, but he probably said to Jordan, Jordan and Eddie, y'all must have forgot. I'm still here. And and he does. I mean, he, he punched his ticket to, you know, the, again, the top of the division. Um, yeah. It's like one of those things where, like, we think we know who someone is, but we're not in the uh, gym with them week after week. We don't know how they're evolving, how they're getting better. Who was Corey it? Sandhagen just, Corey Sandhagen just proved to us that, hey, people evolve. People get better, and you don't know what the, what the product is until you see it on Was Fortnite. it Dennis Green who said we are who they thought they were? Yes. Well, I, I think he was and, not who I thought he was. Let's be honest. Yeah, that's in football. But in fighting, we don't know. All right, so Corey Sandhagen after the fight, uh, probably the best call out I've ever heard. Oh, wait, never mind. Uh, oh, when he yeah, says, no. when he calls out Marab and says, I've got something... Is it, I got a sandwich for you to eat? It doesn't taste good. What, what did he say? I got, I got something for you and it don't taste good? Or? Okay. I mean, it's corny. I got, it, I got something for you and don't sound good. That's for No, sure. it didn't, didn't taste good, right? And so Corey Sandhagen calls out Marab Dabalashvili. Now, we know that Marab, uh, he is coming off that fight just a few weeks ago. He is, um, you know, he, he is right up there. He won't fight the champion, Aljamain Sterling, who I thought Aljamain was there. Marab was there. And what do you think of that call out? Do you, do you like that fight and that matchup for, uh, for Corey Sandhagen? I love it for Sanhagen. I'm not sure if, uh, if it's worth it for Marab, but if Sanhagen takes, um, takes Cheeto's spot at number three, then it's a perfect spot since Marab's not going to fight his buddy. May as well. Well, I mean... And I, it's, it's going to be a fun fight. Again, what else... Should, I mean, we're at a point here, right, where what do you do if... I mean, now, if Cejudo defeats um, Aljamain in, in, in a month, on May 6th, then, then all bets are off. We have no idea what's going to happen. But... If Aljamain wins, you know, Marab, he's not going to fight next. I mean, what, what, Marab has to fight. So I think there's no better person than fighting Corey Sanhagen. Because uh, now you could say, oh, well, Sean O'Malley's there. They're not going to make Sean O'Malley fight anybody. Sean O'Malley's getting the title shot no, after. He's basically next. Yeah, he's getting the fight. And he's not going to fight anybody. So you think. I he's mean, the Bantamweight Colby Covington. And he's not fighting anyone else besides. He's not going to fight Piotr Jan again. That just happened. And so, you know, Corey Sanhagen is the next guy. So. I don't think it makes sense to, you know, I, I like that fight. Although, you know, uh, dominance, I think it was uh, Ali Abdelaziz. He came out and said, and, and Umar uh, Namagamadoff, he came out and said that uh, he was actually offered the fight um, against on May 13th in a main event against Marab. And Marab's team, they said they declined it because he was injured. Uh, his manager said, they told Aaron Bronstetter on Monday that, uh, you know, he actually said Marab is much more interested in tasting the Sanhagen sandwich that was on the menu. Uh, that fight comes at a much higher profile, extra value meal compared to a guy that's not even in the top 10. Uh, the thing about Marab, he said that Marab just fought, he fought injured, and then he said there's nothing to talk about until the May 6th Bantamweight fight. So, yeah, and, and that makes sense. Like, we don't need to, we don't need to do anything with Marab um, until, until the Aljamain Cejudo fight. But even with that, I mean, if you want to make the fight today, even if Cejudo wins or Aljo wins, I still think you go to O'Malley. O'Malley is going to draw bigger, more eyeballs than Marab Devalashvili. And Marab Devalashvili, he's so good that he's going to still be there in a year from now. But he, but he, he has to fight. He has to stay busy. 
Well, let's hope he'll still be there in a year from now. You never know how this crazy game goes. And ask Cub Swanson, you know, those stay busy fights can bite you in the ass. Well, I, I think I think if we look at Cub Swanson, I've never thought, and I, I know I know this is true for you. You've never thought of Cub Swanson at the same level that we thought of as a Marab. No, but he was in line for a title shot. Yeah, I get it. And and you just never know. So uh, we hope he'll still be there. He's banking on him still being there. So, yeah, let's hope we're right. Yeah, I get it. Uh, and then Marlon, you know, Marlon after the fight, I mean, he's, he's, he's still young, obviously. Um, what do you do with, with Marlon then? I know I think he called out Peter Jan uh, on social over the weekend. Mm-hmm. But anything else that uh, you would think, hey, let's that, go for Cheeto? You know, that would be a really great one. You know, I don't even want to talk about another one. That's the one. Yeah, I mean, the thing about it, I mean, it keeps them both relevant. I mean, if I was Peter Jan, I would go, I'd be going down in the rankings. I, I would be looking to, to fight a guy somewhere closer to the end of the, of the top 10. You've got to get Well, Cheeto will be likely switching places yeah. with, uh, with San Higgins, so he might fall to six or seven. Yeah, it's a good, it's, so that it's works. A good point. Uh, all right, let's. And still a good name, though. Yeah. All right, let's talk Holly Holm versus Yana. It used to be Kunisikaya, but now it's Santos. Uh, did you see yes. the hammer? Did you see Maheta there? I did see him there. Okay, good. Uh, yeah, um, he was a little disappointed at the end. Yeah. As to be expected. But let me tell you, Holly Holm, as decorated as a boxer and kickboxer that she is, you know, literally she's in the Boxing Hall of Fame already. She is going the GSP slash Czech Congo route and becoming more of a, box, more of a grappler as, uh, let's just say, she gets up in age a little bit. You know, let's say she's over 40. Yeah. So, yeah, she's a little older. And she's become, you know, you slow down a little bit. So she's become more of a grappler these days. And it is working for her. You know, she may not be in the elite, elite stage, but she is still uh, knocking people uh, out of the rankings, knocking people off their spots. And she's putting herself back in the conversation. Yeah, I mean, we look at Holly Holm. Does she do enough, right? Is she done enough to get another title shot against Amanda Nunes? Because you, cause you look at the buffer, right? Julian Pena is ranked one. Uh, Ra- Ra- Raquel Pennington is ranked two. Holly Holm is ranked three. But if you look at it, right, I mean, Holly Holm, I think she's defeated Raquel Pennington twice. Now, Rocky, since then, she's been Caitlin Vieira, who I think Caitlin Vieira has a win over Holly Holm. Uh, she has a win over Aspen Ladd. Uh, she has a win over uh, Macy Chason, uh, Pani Kianzad, and um, Marion Renault. Then it goes back. That's back in January 18th. When uh, when Holly defeated uh, Raquel the last time, it's just interesting, right? I mean, what do you do if you are you know the UFC here? Well, you definitely think that Holly's going to draw more eyeballs, mm-hmm. and Rocky is higher ranked. But when did you say that Holly beat her? That was back in uh, 2020. Was was the last time? Yeah, okay, so I mean that that did happen, but with it being like three years ago almost, I think. I think Rocky deserves it more at this moment, but you can never count on Holly with the with her name and popularity. Yeah, I mean, you, yeah, no, you cannot count her out. But and you just think about what happened. I mean, Raquel Pennington. I mean, she wanted to quit on the stool. Remember that? Remember her team forced her back into the fight. Hey, man, why are you bringing up old stuff? I'm just. I mean, I'm, I'm just. Stay in the now, Jordan. Let's talk about. That wasn't 2022. That didn't just happen. It's been a while. No, that's true. Okay. Uh, you know, you can't hold this stuff against them from like years ago. Now, is it a good matchup? Does anyone care? 
that's another question. But as far as deserves, I think Rocky's right there. Well, they were going to do Rocky versus um, Irene Aldana. That was a fight that, that was, I guess it was going to be Rocky versus uh, Aldana too, because they fought back in, in 2019. Uh, but they're both right up there in the, uh, in the division. Remember, that was supposed to headline originally. That was going to headline this card. It was going to be Rocky Pennington versus Irene Aldana at this card. That was the original thing that we heard. Uh, Aldana, she is, you know, she has, she lost to uh, Holly Holm back in, in 2020 as well. She's on a two fight win streak. So maybe that's the fight that they do. And the winner gets to fight against Amanda Nunes, but there's, there's obviously lots of opportunities and, and lots of options out there for the UFC. And the question is, are any of them really good? I mean, it's, it's Bantamway, right? And then, you know, yeah. at what point, I mean, then you have Julian Pena who's in the mix too. Maybe Holly fights Julian Pena. That'd be a fun fight. That would be. Let let Rocky or uh, Irene Aldana fight the uh, right fight to Amanda, and then you put uh, Julian Pena versus Holly Holm. Yeah, put it on the same card. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right, and then uh, I was saying, Nate Landwehr. That guy. That guy's fun. <laughs> I forgot that he was one of those guys until he started talking. Like there was something about him. I'm like, something seems really familiar. And then he opened his mouth. I was like, oh yeah, that guy. Fun guys. Fun guys like that. Uh, so he got a win over Austin know, Lingo. That was a one of the only the two. Gosh, not a lot of dis, not a lot of uh, finishes. I think there was three finishes in the fight card. Yeah, it was a long night. And some of those decisions uh, they were sketchy. They had a Texan in uh, just about every matchup up mm-hmm. until the uh, co-main, and te- Texans were four and one up until the decisions got sketchy. Uh, we had uh, who was it? Victor Altamirano, CJ Vergara. That guy, CJ Vergara. He could be a star. Keep yeah. an eye out for him. Yeah, he had, he had a Trevin t- Giles. TKO finish there. Yeah. Uh, Trevin Giles. Uh, Steven Peterson. She's from Dallas, but he lost. And retired. And, uh, laid down his gloves, yeah. Then Daniel Pineda won. So at that point, Texans are 4-1. and one. And then the uh, Njikawani fight. The Andrea Lee fight. Yep. Both sketchy decisions. Andrea Lee, people forget she was born in Texas, so that's why she counts there. And then Lingo, he lost. So the field caught up to Texas at the end, but you know, it was cool while it lasted. Yeah. How about Macy Barber, though? So Macy Barber, uh, she comes in, she gets the win. She may not have deserved the win, right? But it does, she gets the win. She's going to get elevated by that. Andrea Lee was only ranked 11th, so it's only a, a couple spots up. But I'd like to see Macy Barber get back to fighting someone in the top 10. You know, Macy Barber is someone who is a was a prospect, was a top prospect, and someone we were interested in seeing fight. Um, th- I mean, seeing her get wins is good, but I mean, I, w- I would like to see her earn it a little bit more. Definitely, and especially when you're going to be fighting that—I don't want to call it low, but that low on the uh, on the rankings—you should have much more definitive wins if you're going to call yourself the future and talk about how you're going to win the title in the next year or so. No, she's not going to do that now. That's that's not possible. No, she's not. So no. too many people. I mean, you think about Aaron Blanchfield, uh, Manny Ferro, Talia Santos. I mean, there's too many good people. I mean, maybe she fights like someone like a Caitlin Jakagian, Lauren Murphy next. Uh, that would be something that would be interesting. So that's a big jump too. Uh, for him. Yeah. Maybe uh, Amanda Hibas. Yeah, that's fine too. Jennifer Maya. I mean, I mean yeah, Macy Barber, but, but Macy Barber has been up there, right? I mean, she's just, she's been up at the, up, you know, fought tougher people in the division. And so it, it's interesting because she's lost some of those, she has a, I mean, she did fight Alexa Grasso at one point, right? So she lost. How'd that but go? She, yeah, she lost. Yeah. Uh, so, all right, let's, and then I think, uh, Eddie, uh, I did want to mention 
you mentioned the Texas Commission and the refing that uh, that happened, and I think did you see that? I mean, it's been going everywhere on, um, and I know you didn't go there on, on Friday night because you were at uh, at John Wick Four, but there was a Fury FC event in San Antonio, and there was a uh, a guy who he let a judge. So a guy got unconscious. I think it was like a guillotine choke. He lets him. Like, uh, think of, go ahead. Triangle. I think you're right. It's a triangle. He goes out. Yeah. And then the guy moves over into a an armbar. Guy wakes back up. And finally, uh, you know, he's able to tap. But the ref didn't even notice that he was out. It was crazy. Yeah. I mean, the ref, it, it didn't change position. He's just like, stent- you can see it if you, uh, if you haven't seen the video yet. Um, look up Ariel Helwani's Twitter. And there's a decent video of it there. It's the first one that pops into my head. Um, but yeah, the ref's standing there looking at him. Doesn't like change his position to get a better look at the guy's face to see if he's, uh, you know, see if he's out. Let's, let's not forget, this is a choke. Not just a submission. It's a choke. So if you don't see much movement, you got to see if the guy is still conscious. And this referee just stood there kind of staring. And I kind of reminds me this time I tried to umpire baseball. And I realized really quickly I had no idea what I was doing. And let me tell you, the crowd knew I had no idea what I was doing. But that was kids baseball. This is someone's life in your hands, you know? And I don't know if the uh, the opponent was trying to tell him that he was out or what. But the guy finally... Like the said, commentary was. The commentary was yelling that he was out. Yeah. I think even his corner was trying to tell him, tell the ref. But, yeah, so like I said, he wakes up. The opponent puts him in an arm bar. And I think they said he actually fractured his elbow. Uh, and he finally tapped out because he woke up. And that guy was judging UFC fights on Saturday. Yeah, the next night. So he went from almost getting someone killed to judging fights. We got to do better. Yeah. Sorry. I, I mean, I, you hate to say Texas on that, but that was a, kind of a blunder by Texas there. Yeah. Now, if you want to talk about that Macy Barber uh, decision where uh, she ended up with a 30-27, that was Dan Miragliata, and he has nothing to do with Texas except for, I guess, being licensed to judge. So we're not going to blame that one on Texas. But – the Chidi and Jaquani fight, the, um, uh, oh, yeah, the, the main event. Yeah. He's Gio the one. Vera that, getting a, getting yeah. a win or on someone's card. Yeah. That, that's, that's Texas. Kind of crazy. Hey, so I know you said you, you did hear from Dana White afterwards. Anything interesting that uh, we heard from Dana White on the, uh, on the, from the press conference afterwards? Uh, the main thing is. No one really wants to press Dana when he says stupid stuff in, this press, in the press conferences because, you know, he can be kind of vindictive. Next thing you know, you get no access anymore. But uh, he was asked about Colby Covington facing Leon Edwards. Yeah, he basically doubled and down I, on him. Yeah, and, you know, normally he always says he doesn't like to make fights on, on fight night or right after an event. But he did last uh, at 286. So they asked him about it, and he said that was a no-brainer. He said, quote, I mean, if Usman doesn't exist, Kobe's been the champ for a while now. And he's been there forever. He cut the weight. He showed up to fill in for that fight and a million other reasons why he deserves that fight. Which one of those tells you that a guy deserves a championship? I mean, this the one's fact tough. That he lo- the fact that he lost twice for the belt? I mean, just wait. Just wait until the Mosfidal versus Gilbert Burns fight. I mean, at, at, least by, at least that. At least just wait that way. Well, I think he's afraid that Gilbert Burns wins that, and he's well, got a better... Uh, Gilbert Burns doesn't deserve better. it. Gilbert Burns doesn't deserve it. 
So I, I don't think, I mean, Gilbert is coming off of a loss. I mean, if you, if you say Gilbert wins over a win over Jorge Masvidal, then, then you can't argue and sit that he, he's got a, uh, he deserves it any more than, than, than Colby Covington. So I, well, I'm not saying he does. But either way, I, I don't think he's worried about Gilbert. But it, you have a thing that with, with Jorge Masvidal, like it writes himself from the three-piece Minnesota. So that's where you go. I, or at least don't say anything until that fight happens, and then you make the decision. But I don't know. Yeah, don't just like come out there and just declare it for no reason. At least say that you guys had a discussion about it. You talked it over for a while, and it made the most sense, made the most money. But to just declare it, oh, he cut weight for us, you know. And then to say that um, someone said, well, he hasn't fought in a while. Like, well, Leon sat out two years. Not his Pretty fault. Pretty good reason. Yeah. It's called a worldwide pandemic. Yeah. Kobe just didn't want to face anybody tough. You said you were going to have him against um, – uh, who was it, uh, Hamzat? Never happened. Kobe wasn't signing for that. Yeah. He's not going to face any actual contender because he knows if he waits around, Dana will just give him a title shot, and it happened. It works out. All right, let's talk a little bit of boxing before we, uh, before we break, Eddie. I left the UFC press conference um, after Dana because I had a headache, and I wanted to get home to see if I could, make any, if I could see any of Benavides versus Plant. Made it home in time for the ninth round. And Benavides was just going off on Plant. From what I could tell, or what I, they were telling me, Plant probably won like the first four or five rounds. But after that, it was all Benavides. And it looked like it to my vantage point, too. Plant was holding a lot to try and um, slow down Benavides' momentum. He likes to throw punches and bunches. But every time I could see him holding there at the end of the, end of the fight, Benavides was just teeing off on him. So it's like, dude, you got to let go. You, this is not working out for you. But Benavidez wins by unanimous decision to retain his WBC interim super middleweight title and establish himself as the next challenger for Canelo Alvarez, possibly. But Canelo's already got a mandatory coming up in May. And then September, Benavidez could slide in there if Canelo decides that it's a big enough fight. But he also wants to get back that Bivol fight from last year which I think is a bad idea. So we'll see how it goes. Uh, over in England, Lawrence O'Coley cruised to a uni- unanimous decision over David Light in a lackluster performance to defend his WBO, cru- WBO cruiserweight title. It kind of had the English fans booing him. But uh, maybe a little ring rust. But we'll see what goes on there with his uh, next challenger. All right. I like it. Guys, that was boxing. That was UFC San Antonio You're listening to Fight Night right here on 104.9 The Horn and hornfm.com. We will be right back. It's What's Up With That. Woke up this morning and I got out of bed. Had a big old cup of coffee and it cleared my head. Been home for a while and that's where I'm at. But we can still jam on What's Up With That. What's Up With That. What's up with that? Ooh, What's up with that? What's up with that? What's up with that? Yeah. Woo! Yeah. Welcome back to Fight Night on 1049 The Horn and hornfm.com. I'm Eddie. That's Jordan. And Jordan, not only are we back from vacationing and things, so is Saturday Night Live 
Tell me what's up with that. Yeah, so Quinta Brunson, I think that's Abbott Elementary. I think you told me that a couple weeks ago, right? Yes. With yes. Little Yachty. I think that's, is that one of your favorite singers? <sighs> okay. Sorry. Uh, all right, then you got Molly Shannon next week with the Jonas Brothers. Oh, your favorite singers. Sure. I mean, they're not Hanson, but I, I, do, I do like them. Uh, and then you got Anna DeArmas and Carol Ooh. G. I don't know who Carol G is. but I have no idea who she is, but I know who Anna DeArmas is. And okay. There we go. Yeah. So that's an interesting lineup. The Molly Shannon one could be fun. So, uh, we're definitely going to see some cheerleaders coming back there. That's uh, What's her name. Uh, yeah. No, uh, no that, the, uh, that would be Sherry O'Terry, but maybe who's the one that's Mary, Mary Catherine Gallagher. Come on. Yeah, that's the one. Or the lady who's uh, who's fifty, I'm fifty, but now she's probably seventy. So, uh, which one did the uh, simmer down now? Is that? Oh my gosh, that's I'm not. Is, is that Annie Gaston? You know what? That, that was Sherry O'Terry. That was also Sherry O'Terry. Gosh, you put yeah. me on the spot there. I'm sorry. That's Come that's embarrassing. For, I'm not gonna lie. That's embarrassing right now. I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, I expect more from you. Golly, I don't know why you're such a I Debbie do. Downer. Who's that? Come on. Wah, wah. Who is it? I don't remember Rachel Dratch. Come on. Oh, yeah. I can see her face, but I have no idea. Yeah. But Jordan, while we're talking about stupid stuff, let's get back to it. And Bellator has announced two title fights for their event in June in Chi-Town. What's up with that? Yeah, I'm a little I was a little nervous where you were going with that, talking about stupid stuff, because what Bellator's doing at Bellator 297 is pretty awesome. So Bellator oh, yeah. We're 297, they're, they're awesome. uh, that's true, uh, June 16th, the Wind Trust Arena, light heavyweight champion Vadim Nemkov is going to face Yuel Romero, that's Romero's uh, debut in Bellator. Now, they were supposed to fight, remember, at, uh, at Bellator 290 in February, but uh, Nemkov had to withdraw from the fight. Now, in the co-main event, you've got the featherweight champion, Patricio Pitbull Freire, he's dropping down to Bantamweight to fight the 135-pounder champion, Sergio Pettis. Now, Sergio Pettis, if you remember, he was supposed to be in the Bantamweight Grand Prix. Pettis got injured, and so he was removed from it. And now they have an interim champion, and the, the, it's still going on. Rafin Stotts is fighting Patchy Mix on April 22nd. Uh, but So the UFC just, or excuse me, Beltor just threw in a completely different kind of new bracket to, to get to the finals. And so Pitbull is attempting to be the first fighter to hold three belts in a major promotion, right? He's the current 145 champion. He had the 155 pound title, but he vacated it for his brother. And now he's going for the third. So uh, if Sergio and if, you know, Pitbull gets past him, right? He is going to fight the winner of Rafael Stotts versus Patchy Mix for the title. So pretty awesome what Bellator is doing and, uh, and pretty incredible with what, you know, uh, Pitbull can do because Pitbull is, is arguably the greatest Bellator fighter of all time. So, so to see That's him. That's not arguable. Yeah, uh, yeah, I agree. Uh, so to see him go for, uh, this history is, is awesome. It is. And this is the way that the Grand Prix should be. You shouldn't have the title on the line every fight. You, have, you go through the Grand Prix. You have a winner. That winner fights the champion. That's how it's supposed to be. You make him an interim champion, give him a belt, give him a Grand Prix belt, whatever. The Grand Prix winner should not be the champion. It should be separate. And then you have a super fight afterwards. That's what makes it super. Thanks for asking. I like it. And, and you spelled it out perfectly. Thank you. Thank you very much. Now, um, <laughs> a baby cookie monster is on the way for Carla Esparza Jordan. What's up with that? Yeah, so Carla Esparza announced on Instagram that she's pregnant and she's expecting a baby in September. She said that uh, little cookie monster is coming to arrive in September and she's planning on fighting in, uh, in mid 
2024. So, so obviously, Ooh, congratulations so to her. I mean, that, that is coming back pretty fast. But uh, that's, you know, exciting for her and her husband. Um, you remember that she got married, like, right after she won the belt? And so she walked yeah, down the aisle. Yeah, she's not wasting time. Yeah, well, I'm just saying she won the belt, and then she walked down the aisle with the belt on. So No, I'm just saying her wedding wasn't that, wasn't that long ago. Yeah. And they're already expecting a baby. So she does not waste time. She wants to, she wants to have, belt, have that baby. Get married, have the baby, come back. Like, Carla, take a breath. Yeah, get back to fight. So, uh, <laughs> hey, I know while we're talking about babies, I do need to congratulate my good friend Peter and his wife Shannon on baby number three. Oh. And then I actually, thought you were going to tell us that you were having oh, one. Oh, no, I'm too old and not available to do that. Uh, and then my two, uh, and my two sister in laws also pregnant. So that's kind of exciting. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uncle Jordan. Uncle Jordan. Yeah. They're, they're, I think they're both of their fourth children. So that's pretty exciting. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's, that's, whew, that's way too many. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Although I have four, so it's it's also okay. So, yeah, that's that's a, that's a lot. <laughs> All right, Jordan. A couple of UFC Hall of Fame inductions were announced over the weekend, over the last couple of weeks, including one this past weekend. What's up with that? Yeah, I don't know how we missed this last week, Eddie. This was to not talk uh, at UFC London. They announced that uh, they were going to be inducting Anderson Silva into the Pioneer Wing of the Hall of Fame. Uh, It seemed like such a no-brainer that we didn't even think about it. It it was, I mean, it was a blunder by us because, you know, A, your love of Anderson Silva, and B, it it just makes sense. Uh, You know, you wonder, like, what took so long? We we already have DC in there. We already have Khabib. It's it's probably Anderson Silva's uh, desire to box. It's probably his uh, his boxing against Jake Paul that kind of pushed him back. Uh, But the UFC decided, hey, we're going to do it. We're going to do it right. And uh, they ended it. So they're, they're inducting him into the pioneer wing. I remember they announced. I don't Jeff know if he's being a pioneer wing. Well, I mean, Anderson Silva is a pioneer in, in fighting. I mean, he is, he is, you think back to, you know, compared to the modern wing, I guess if we're putting people in the modern, I don't think of Daniel Cormier and Anderson Silva kind of the same contemporaries. Although, you know, he, Daniel Cormier finished before him. I just think Anderson started way before him. You know what I mean? Okay. I can, I can see what you mean there. Yeah. So I, I get, and I get what you're saying, right? Because he only did. I mean, retire. he did spend time in pride. That does make you kind of a pioneer yeah. just by itself. So, And then this last weekend, Eddie, uh, the UFC announced in, in, in Texas fashion, obviously. They need to do it here in Texas. Uh, Donald Cowboy Cerrone would be inducted into the modern wing. And so, he, you know, Cowboy was there. He didn't know that he was going to be in, in, inducted. And he, uh, he didn't know his family was going to be there either. Uh, they brought his, his kids out and uh, his wife out. They, they tricked him and, and flew him in there. Uh, Eddie, you were in the building. How was the reception? How was that announcement received for Cowboy? Oh, the reception was huge. Yeah. Um, they played his uh, intro song, Cowboy by Kid Rock. And you could just see the, uh, the grin on the cowboy's face was just never ending. And then next thing you know, here comes his wife and kids. And, you know, it was a great moment for him. Eddie, where do you stand? Uh, okay. Maybe, where do you stand on Cowboy being a Hall of Famer? I don't want to sound like a hater, but I don't know if he's up there, man. People can literally debate on Eli Manning being an NFL Hall of Famer, and he's won two Super Bowls. But Cowboy is considered a no-brainer, and he never won a UFC title. Now, granted, he is a fan favorite. He had tons of great fights, but he also lost a lot of fights and never held a belt. So it's like, is it the Hall of just people we love, or is it the Hall of the Elite? Well, I mean, I guess it's the UFC's Hall of Fame, so it's whatever they want it to be officially, right? I think it's just... The Hall of whatever Dana says. Yeah, I mean that, that's that's probably true. So so Cowboy twenty three and fourteen. But look, man, yeah. Until Eve Edwards is in it, 
It doesn't count. All right. Well, I know you like that. Uh, Cowboys 0-4 in title fights. He does have 18 bonuses. Uh, he is the first non-champion inducted into the UFC Hall of Fame's modern wing. Uh, so, I mean, it, it does give you pause. Uh, but if you look at like what he meant to the UFC, uh, and he is a fan favorite, and you know he's a good dude, and, and I guess it's, it's the UFC. Now, would he be in the MMA Hall of Fame? That's probably a different conversation. Right. Yeah, because like uh, like like Uriah Faber, you know, he was the WEC kind of uh, like he was the head, he was the main guy in WEC, you know, he was the king of the place. Um, but then he came of UFC, almost just like Cowboy was like zero and three, zero and four in title fights. But but he's in the Pioneer Wing, so that makes sense in that way. But it's debatable. I, I we'll just leave it at that. But the debate is most likely going to air on him being in it. Yeah, he is going to be in it. So, Eddie, I've got a what up with that for you. So, uh, oh boy. Eddie, Tyson Fury, Alexander Usyk for the undisputed heavyweight title is off. <sighs> What's up with that? Man, I don't, Fury doesn't want this fight, it seems like. He is making ridiculous demands. I mean, he demanded a 70-30 split for this fight. And he's got one belt, Usyk's got three, but he's still demanding this big split. Maybe because, okay, he's the bigger name, it's likely going to be in England. Um, okay, so Usyk actually d- agreed to the 70-30 split, but then Fury moved the goalposts, and he wants a 50, even if he loses, he wants a 50-50 split on the rematch, in which he'd be coming in with no belts. And it'll basically be wherever Usyk wants it to be. And he demanded a 50-50 split on that. And, you know, like they should, Usyk and their camp balked at that. And now, you know, Tyson Fury just doesn't want to fight, doesn't want this fight. So he keeps moving the goalposts. And it's disappointing, but hopefully this opens up the door for someone like Francis Ngannou to face Fury. And uh, what would just be a grand spectacle. And don't even ask about Fury facing Anthony Joshua, because he really doesn't want that one. Which is surprising, because he's a great boxer with knockout power. He's a huge draw. You'd think, you know, especially at this, his age, he would just want the biggest fights possible to make the most money. But no, he doesn't want to fight. All right. Well, thank you for that. So, Eddie, sure. let me hit you with a couple new fights, and we'll go from hit there. Me. All right. So, I, I got a couple bangers in there. Uh, Muhammad Usman, he remember he won uh, Kamaru's brother, and he won the Ultimate Fighter. Oh, He's yeah. fighting Junior Tafa. Uh, but then on April 29th, in a main event, Hinato Moicano, Money Moicano, Versus Armin Sarukian. That's a banger right there. Daniel Rodriguez, D-Rod versus Ian Machado Gary. That's a great fight. And then Brendan Allen versus Jack Hermanson happened on June 3rd. So, Eddie, that's what's up with that. That is new fights, guys. You're listening to Fight Night on 104.9 The Horn, hornfm.com, and we will be right back. Until next time. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back to Fight Night on 104.9 The Horn, hornfm.com. That's Eddie. I'm Jordan. You can find us both at Fight Night ATX on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. Eddie, there's no UFC this weekend, but there's lots of fights still happening. We got PFL1 
for the start of the season. We got Bellator 293 on Friday night. We got a little bit of boxing. We got jo- Anthony Joshua versus Jermaine Franklin. Uh, we've got Gamebred Boxing 4. And Eddie, we got the granddaddy of them all. We got WrestleMania 39. And tell me, are you going to be talking WrestleMania 39 with Stu this week? I will be with Hall of Fame Stu on Tuesday night talking WrestleMania. And let me tell you, I'm ready to nerd out with our boys and talk about some uh, wrestling. Let me tell you, I'm disappointed that uh, that my card for uh, my, my autograph of Cody Rhodes has not come yet. It has not been fulfilled yet. Cody Rhodes, go sign your cards for Panini so we can get that back to me. Come on. Uh, so, yeah, that, that's happening at night, too. And, and is it Cody Rhodes is winning that fight, right? Yeah, he's got it. And there's already been leaks online of uh, a new uh, title belt. Ooh. Okay. And they say he's, bring, he's bringing back the winged eagle design, to which I say, that's redundant. It's an eagle. Of course it's winged. Don't be stupid. And then it, I hear, it's, I think, what, what is Elimination Chambers afterwards, right? Uh, first is Backlash. Okay, Backlash. So yeah, it's, it sorry. sounds like they're going to have backlash. like the Usos uh, and Roman versus Cody and, and Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Uh, who, I, think I think there's a title, the tag team title match. So, But let's, let's, you can talk all about WrestleMania 39. Let's quickly talk. So we got PFL. It's the kickoff of the 2023 season. And, uh, and this is a great, great main event. Uh, former winner, Brendan Lofton, he's fighting. And then you got the, I think the former winner, Rob Wilkinson as well. Uh, he's fighting uh, Brendan Lofton. He's fighting Marlon Marais. And then at light heavyweight, you got Rob Wilkinson fighting Tiago Santos. So hopefully the Santos family is going to get a win in, uh, in the span of a week, right? Yeah, it's got to be, it's got to suck for both of them to be cutting weight at the same time. And then not peaking the same night. You know, that, that's probably tough too. Because just- Yana could eat now and, and Tiago still has to keep going. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's even worse for him. Yeah. So and also uh Christoph Yotko. Yep. On the card. Chris Wade versus Bubba Jenkins. Uh Corey Hendricks versus Impa Kasangane. Yeah, remember him? Remember remember Impa Kasangane? Can't forget that name, dude. Yeah, but remember what happened to him? Uh he got kicked in the head, didn't he? Yeah, he's the Joaquin Buckley uh guy Ooh. that got uh, that got hit on the backside. So Yeah, knocked him all the way to PFL. Man, yeah, definitely. Uh <laughs> So yeah, it's a, it's a great start. It's happening at the uh, I think in Vegas, like the Virgin Atlantic, or sorry, not the Virgin, but the Virgin uh, Hotels, and so that's uh, that's and they're actually there for the first three weeks. So we have three weeks in a row of uh, of PFL. So that'll that'll be exciting there. Uh, and then we've got uh, Bellator two ninety three. Now, not the strongest of cards over on uh, on Bellator. You got Marcelo Golm versus Daniel James. Kat Zingano is fighting against Leah McCourt. Uh, you got to think that she is fighting for a chance to fight. Uh, Cyborg, I know they were supposed to fight you. before that, but who knows what's going on there? Yeah, Katzengano should be the main event of this. Yeah, she it, is the biggest name on this card. Yeah, and to have her underneath Marcelo Gom versus Daniel James. Daniel James doesn't even have the Wikipedia page. I know. Uh, Katzengano is the main event of this. Yeah, uh, you got John Salter on there versus Aaron Jeffrey. Uh, Hustam Habilov. Hustam Kabalov. Yep, yep, he's fighting Jaleel Willis. Uh, and then one guy, I think just on the uh, on the prelims, uh, I mean, he's a name, Adam Piccolotti, and fighting for, he's been a, a long-term Bellator fighter, and uh, and he's fighting on the card as well against Mando Nalo. Uh, like, I mean, it's a, it's a lot of fights on there, and uh, that's happening in uh, in Pachanga, at, in uh, in Temecula, so that's exciting. But, but Eddie... And the we, main card will be on Showtime, all the prelims on uh, YouTube. That's right. So we got Anthony Joshua fighting, though, this weekend. Yeah, he's facing Jermaine Franklin. Um, 
It's not a marquee event, but anytime Joshua's fighting makes it marquee. Uh, so that should be uh, at least kind of interesting. And on the undercard, uh, co-main and feature, I guess, got a couple of uh, minor titles, the European middleweight title, WBA intercontinental light heavyweight title. So um, there's gold, but it's not a, uh, not a big-time card. You know, if you're going to be watching anything, it should be WrestleMania. Or, I mean, if there's only one or, intercontinental fight you're going to watch this weekend, it better be Gunter versus Sheamus versus Drew McIntyre, right? That's very true. Yeah. But if you're going to be watching boxing, you need to be watching Gamebred Boxing 4. Yeah, they're going to. Oh, my God, this yeah, card is ridiculous. They're going to be in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. You got Roy Jones Jr. versus Anthony Pettis in the main event. Uh, you got yeah. Vitor Belfort versus Jacare Souza. That fight's going to be interesting. Hey, uh, by the way, Vitor Belfort's son has committed to play quarterback at, I believe, Virginia Tech. Okay. I did see. I saw you posted yeah. that. Uh, you got Jose Aldo. He's fighting Jeremy Stevens. That fight is going to be bananas. Uh, I think just other things that are on there, Pro Gonzalez versus Gina Mazzani. Uh, uh-huh. You got Marcus Perez versus Joe Riggs. I thought Joe that Riggs. Paul Daly at some point was going to be on this card. It looks like he had to pull off the card uh, because of visa issues. Yeah, so. and uh, Houston's uh, Killer B win facing her. Uh, I think she was supposed to face Emily Whitmire, but she had to pull out. So it's Andy Win versus B Win. That one's kind of funny. Yeah, interesting. So that'll be, be fun. There can only be one win. And that'll be the winner. Get it? Get it, Eddie? You like that? Oh, we're, we're horrible. We are terrible. Uh, not as bad as, as Corey Sanhagen, though. So, but that is, uh, but that is okay. So that'll be fun. And, uh, and then that we're coming back next week, Eddie. We're going to talk uh, UFC, I guess it was 287. And you got Izzy versus Alex Pajera. Oh, That's going to be a banger. Man. And then, uh, you know, Game Bread, uh, Jorge Masvidal versus Gilbert Burns. So, guys, thank you so much for listening. We are proud to be the... MMA Show of Texas. Stay tuned. You got sports guys talking wrestling, Stu Myrick, Justin Simmons, Eddie Cross and coming up right yeah. next. And uh, follow us at Fight Night ATX on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. Have a great week, and we will see you next week. Keep safe. Be nice to each other. Stay positive and love your life. And if we ever didn't thank you, let us do it now. Happy trails to you till we meet again.